It is Friday. That means that the weekend is fast approaching, and it also means it's time for another edition of the Speaking for Him podcast. I'm Adam McNutt, alongside the host of the program, Mr. Andrew Gomison. Hello, Adam. It's good to be with you, and we are continuing our Armor of God series today. Today we will be looking at the Shoes of Peace, but as always, we swing it over to Adam first with our quote of the day. All right, this comes from Mr. C.S. Lewis. It says here, God cannot give us a happiness and peace apart from himself because it is not there. There is no such thing. Quote of the day. All right, and that really sums up what we're going to discuss today, um, the fact that the peace that Christians receive through the Holy Spirit that is only possible through the Holy Spirit, through a relationship with God. And so that's why I chose this quote. Um, C.S. Lewis has a way of breaking things down to the basics. So we're just going to uh, take a few minutes now to go through um, some things that the Bible says about godly peace. Uh, Adam, could you read the first one there? Yeah, absolutely. This comes from uh, Luke 2, verse 14. It says, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace and goodwill towards men. And the point for this verse is, Jesus came to give us peace. Um, so the whole uh, purpose of Jesus coming was to give us peace because we were far away from God. We were sinners. We didn't have any standing before God. And so uh, God sent his son Jesus to come into the world. And one of the things that he brought us was peace. As those angels said that day, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And then number two, peace comes from our focus on God. Adam? It says here out of Isaiah 26.3, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. Okay, peace comes from a focus on God. There's a lot of things going on in this world. Um, I've gone through some personal turmoil because of some things that have gone on in a friend's life recently. Um, and it, it seems like there's earth-shattering things going on all the time. You mm -hmm. open up your browser for the internet and you go to your news homepage and it's always somebody hurting somebody else and often even ending their lives uh, because we live in a, a selfish, evil world and the heart of man, without the influence of the Holy Spirit, is evil. So we can only have peace in all of that when we focus on God, and God will keep us in perfect peace if we keep our mind on him. Do you have any thoughts on these first two verses and points that we've talked about? Absolutely. Uh, you know, I'm going to share with you what a um, what a, a priest once told me. He was talking to everybody about keeping your eyes fixed on Jesus. And he says, as long as you're doing that, you're on the right path, you're doing good. But as soon as we take our eyes off and we get distracted, kind of like driving a little bit, as soon as you take your eyes off the road, then problems start. And things start to fall apart a little bit, and sometimes if it's bad enough, you get into an accident. How many times have we gotten into a spiritual accident before because we took our eyes off of Jesus? And that is such a great reminder that it's not just enough to just say, you know, I, I believe in Jesus or to pray to him, but to actually focus 
on him makes such a difference. And I, I know personally that's a, a big challenge of mine because I'll be like, you know, I'll start praying and then all of a sudden, oh, how'd that to-do list get into my mind? Or, oh, how did this thing, you know, and it, it's easy to get distracted and being reminded that that perfect peace comes from the mind that stayed on thee. Um, we got to remember that when we're spiritually driving to keep our eyes on the road, which is Jesus. Otherwise, problems can come about it. So that's something that's just always really stuck with me. That's a good analogy. Um, and I will definitely think about that again. I know... I have one brother that kind of drives distracted, and everybody says it's kind of an adventure uh, being with him in the car because he'll look off the road even for a split second and you wonder. But uh, <laughs> we need to be aware of those things, and we need to keep our focus correct, and we can only do that uh, through focusing on God, and that involves, for many of us, a quiet time. Whatever time of the day works for you. Um, I know I try to do it in the morning. Sometimes it's a couple hours after I wake up because that's better than falling asleep um, in the Bible. Yeah. But uh, I also need to learn to go to bed a little earlier, which is another podcast entirely. But um, so it's just important uh, to keep our focus. All right. This next one is a little bit controversial, um, but we must share it anyway. And that is, peace is only possible through the cross. A lot of people say, God is love, and he is love. Okay, I believe that because the Bible says it. Um, there are verses that say it in as many words, God is love. But what people don't realize is that because of the grossness of our sins, God sent his only son, the perfect son of God, to be suspended on a cross, to be beaten to be nailed to a cross for our sins, to take our sins on him. And we think about the physical turmoil as we read it in the scriptures, but there's also that spiritual turmoil. Because for a moment in time that we do not understand, God his Father turned his face away. And he said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Well, this is why. Because we needed our sins to be taken on the cross. This is what Colossians chapter 1, verse 20 says, And having made peace through the blood of his Christ cross by him to reconcile all things unto himself, by him I say whether they be things in earth or things in heaven. Colossians 1, 20. So Jesus made peace on the cross and will be able to set everything right one day because of his sacrifice on the cross. And so when we say God is love, we need to say God is love, but we also need to say God is just. Mm -hmm. God will punish sin. People say, well, why would, a, why would a loving God send anybody to hell? He doesn't send anybody to hell, but we choose to go there if we reject the gift of his son on the cross. The next thing that I wanted to point out is that peace is a part of the fruit of the Spirit. Um, the fruit of the Spirit uh, is... Um, is a list of uh, characteristics in Galatians 5, 23, and 24 um, that starts out love, joy, peace, patience, and continues as those verses go on. But the point being that if we are in the Spirit, if we are blood-bought saints of God through the cross of Christ, if we've made peace through the cross, then peace will characterize our lives. 
And I think a lot of times we say, well, we need to work on peace. And yes, there might be a certain element of that because we should work out our salvation. But there's also an element where this is a result of our salvation. So if we have peace because of what Christ has done, it shouldn't help but come out. I, I, I heard uh, one pastor say, if you're happy and you're, uh, if you're redeemed, tell your face. Because he says sometimes people who claim to be redeemed, saved Christians on their way to heaven have some of the most sour expressions. But he says, <laughs> if you have truly been changed by God, let your face know and let it show it. Do you have any thoughts on these last two thoughts about the cross and the fruit of the Spirit? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's funny what that pastor said because, you know, sometimes it can be so easy to maybe get, you know, stressed about trying to keep living a Christian life and, you know, staying strong if maybe it gets hard sometimes because, you know, you have to live against some of the things that the world shows up. But be reminded that we are examples to remind people of what Jesus did on the cross for us. And we can do that in, in joy, in our actions, even just by smiling to somebody and the the small things can really make all the difference sometimes so i think that's a great reminder that a lot of times we can live out our faith not only by proclaiming his word and and, and talking about jesus but also just by living it in our daily actions too because then it's gonna it's gonna people are gonna take notice It's it's gonna be different from maybe those faces that people may get on a monday morning heading back in for 40 hour work week whatever it may be so that's that's a that's a good reminder all right, and the next thing is we are called to be peacemakers. Um, it says in Matthew, uh, blessed are the peacemakers. And so the peacemakers or the ability to be a peacemaker comes out of our ability to experience God's peace. In other words, if we've experienced God's peace, then we have the capacity to pass it on to others. So then when we look at the Beatitudes in Matthew chapter 5 and we see blessed are the peacemakers, that can be a reality for us, that we can become a peacemaker. All right, well, I just want to finish up with this thought, and I know I refer to this often because uh, a sermon by Adrian Rogers was the inspiration for this series on the armor of God. And he says this about the shoes of peace. The shoes of peace are our tranquility. Remember, I talked about the craziness of the world Mm -hmm. and how difficult it can be to live a Christian life in this evil world. But peace is how you do it. Focusing on God uh, and having him impart his peace onto you so that you can give it to others. That's how you are given an attitude of tranquility in this crazy, busy world. Um, before we wrap up, do you have any more thoughts on those, on that point about being peacemakers? Absolutely, yeah. Um, I think that it kind of goes back to one of the, the first ones we were, we were talking about, and it says, or the second one, peace comes from focus on God. When we're just focusing on Him and at least truly striving to, uh, I, I think that kind of reflects down into our actions and kind of trickles down. So when we're truly trying to live 
for Christ and we're just trying to keep our focus on him, that's going to trickle out into all the other things that, that come up in, in life too, which uh, it seems like the people that are you know closest to God and, and Christ seem to be uh, the peacemakers and people who can stay calm or you know, fairly cool-headed in, in, a, in a hard situation. So I think going back to that second one, peace comes from focus on God, even through those rough sea times, is, is really crucial. All right. Well, um, we're going to wrap up very quickly here, but I just want to leave you with these two verses um, dealing with the issue of God's peace being our tranquility. Jesus said this before he left his disciples uh, here on earth. He said, Peace. I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. John fourteen twenty seven, And then in John sixteen thirty three, probably because he knew that we really needed this message, <laughs> yeah. he says, These things have I spoken to you, that you might have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. John sixteen thirty three, And so I leave you with these thoughts and just the simple thought from Adrian Rogers once again that the shoes of peace are our tranquility. I hope that you have the peace of God with you today and remember to borrow from the great Dave Ramsey the only way to true peace is to walk daily with the Prince of Peace, Christ Jesus. Have a great weekend everybody and keep serving the best of masters.